If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Discourses of Jesus, Ask, Seek, and Knock, found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 12, Luke 11, verse 9 through 13. The theme, Jesus revealing the Father's goodness and principles of the coming kingdom. The context is a continuation of his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus addressing a multitude of people. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything due to others, what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Press in and press through and receive. To ask, seek, and knock is not passive faith that waits. Isaiah 55 verse 6 through 7, Matthew 5 6, Philippians 3 verse 13 to 14. This is talking about so much more than just persistence in prayer to God. It's talking about a heart attitude, a passionate pursuit of the true and living God a deep craving. James 4.8, come near to God and he will come near to you. A kind of godly zeal that keeps us red hot for the Lord. Romans 12 verse 11, Galatians 4 verse 18 to 19, Revelation 3.16, Psalms 42.1, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. O God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God, When can I go and meet with God? 
Certainly the Lord is interested in meeting all of our needs, which is part of God's love and action. The promises of God are not automatic. Yes, they belong to us, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 to 20 and 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 through 4. And yes, they were given to us by His grace, but they must be activated by our faith to receive, according to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 through 11. So often Christians are waiting on God to do something when He is waiting on them to release their faith and stand on His word in faith, according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. The Lord does not want us to be timid, apprehensive, and cautious about asking Him. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Hebrews 4.16 in the Amplified Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy for our failures, and find grace to help in good time, for every need, appropriate help, and well-timed help, coming just when we need it. Matthew 11 verse 12 in the Amplified, And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and violent men seize it by force, as a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. God is so good. Jesus goes on to remove any doubt about the goodness, willingness, and generosity of the Father God by making a comparison with natural parents and their love for their children. Under the Old Covenant, the Jews had an image of God as awesome, holy, and unapproachable. God has not changed, but back then, sin was only covered and not fully dealt with. Jesus at the time was revealing the Father God as approachable and loving. The New Covenant is much better. Matthew 18.14, Luke 12.32, John 20.17, Ephesians 3.14-15. The King James Version refers to parents as evil in comparison to a holy and perfect God. Most unbelieving parents who are children of the devil know how to provide for basic needs. So Jesus is saying, how much more infinitely and grander will the Father God provide for his own children? Psalms 34 verse 9 through 10, chapter 37 verse 18 to 19, and verse 25, chapter 84 verse 11, chapter 103 verse 5, Ephesians 3.20, Philippians 4.19, and 1 Timothy 6.17. Note what it says in Romans 8.31. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will you not also along with him graciously give us all things? Sadly, so many Christians have been religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught concerning our glorious inheritance and redemption we have in Jesus Christ. There are numerous scriptures that encourage us to come to God with our needs because of his wonderful generous and benevolent nature to shower his children with rich blessings. John 1.16 James 1.16 states, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of all he created. Notice the first phrase in James 1.16 says, Don't be deceived. Well, deceived about what? 
The context of this passage is trials, tests, and temptations. God is not responsible for them, the devil is. If it's good, it's from God, and he is responsible for all the good in the world, John 10.10. He is even merciful and good towards unbelievers, according to Matthew 5, verse 44-48. Sure, he permits evil in the world because he is honoring Adam and Eve's choice to make Satan the God, small g, of this world. Job chapter 1, verse 6 through 7, Luke 4, verse 5 through 8, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, Galatians 3, 22, 1 John 5, 19. Many times God is said to be responsible for things he only permits or allows to be done. So in dealing with his own children, if we persist in unrepentant sin, the devil gains access to us. Psalm 78, verse 61 to 62, Judges chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. Jeremiah 22 verse 25, 1 Corinthians 5 verse 4 through 5, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. There are other times when the Lord comes against wicked individuals to prevent more evil from happening, like we see in Numbers chapter 16 verse 1 through 35, Acts chapter 5 verse 1 through 16, chapter 12 verse 23, chapter 13 verse 11, Revelation chapter 2 verse 16 and verse 20 to 23. When God executes judgment upon the wicked, it's as an act of mercy. Take Noah's flood in Sodom and Gomorrah to prevent future generations from being born under such wickedness. Genesis 6 verse 12 through 14, chapter 15 verse 16, Job 22 verse 15 to 17, Jonah chapter 3 verse 1 through 10. So here we have it. Simple theology. Good God versus a bad devil. John 10 verse 10. In Luke's account, a reference is made to ask God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Luke 11.13. Jesus speaking to those still under the Old Covenant makes a reference to Leviticus 19 verse 18. God bless. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life Study Series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.